Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, April 17th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending April 14th, 2023. In general economic news, the core consumer price index, which excludes food and energy, rose 0.4% in March from the prior month following a 0.5% gain in February, in line with economists' estimates. Compared with a year ago, the core CPI, which economists view as the better indicator of underlying inflation, was up 5.6%. Overall, inflation came in at 5%, the first time in over two years that core came in above the overall measure. In automotive news, electric vehicles hit records in sales volumes and market share in the first quarter as new inventory improved and more EV models came to market. EV sales in the United States totaled 258,882 units in Q1, an increase of 45% year-over-year, according to Kelly Blue Book. EV market share increased to a record 7.2% of new vehicle sales in Q1, up compared with 5.8% of new vehicle sales in all of 2022. Incentive spend also ticked up in March, but remained historically low, while average transaction prices fell below the manufacturer's suggested retail price for the first time since June 2021. Average incentives increased 3.2% of ATP, or $1,516 in March, up compared with February's 3%, according to Kelly Blue Book. Luxury vehicles had the highest level of incentives at 6.7% of ATP, while vans had the lowest at less than 1% of ATP. By comparison, incentives averaged 8.4% of ATP in March 2021. In auto finance, first quarter earnings season kicked off last Friday to mixed results with CarMax Auto Finance, Chase Auto, and PNC Financial and Wells Fargo reporting throughout the week. Credit performance posted split results with Chase Auto and Wells Fargo logging increases in delinquencies and net charge-offs while PNC Financial tallied year-over-year declines. CarMax did not break out credit performance metrics. On the production side, Chase Auto posted origination growth of 9.5% year-over-year, Bucking trends set by the three other auto lenders. CarMax auto finance originations dropped 9%. Ally Financial, Bank of America, Fifth Third, Citizens, Huntington, and U.S. Bank are all set to report earnings this week. Oh, and Tesla as well. Outside of earnings, a Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals decision last Wednesday affirmed a lower court's finding that the inclusion of guaranteed asset protection insurance in an automotive retail installment contract did not preclude the auto loan exemption in the Military Lending Act. In the case first heard in the Eastern District of Virginia, the plaintiff argued that their auto loan with subprime lender United Auto Credit was subject to MLA guidelines but included because it included gap in the retail installment contract. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Department of Justice filed amiscus briefs on behalf of the plaintiff, arguing that the transaction was subject to the MLA. The landmark opinion from the Fourth Circuit was the first case to be heard by an appellate court involving guaranteed asset protection and MLA and sets precedent for lower courts in the Fourth Circuit and provides persuasive authority in other courts. On the commercial side, two auto lenders exited the from floor plan lending. Amanda, what's going on there? Yes, uh, so I'll start by saying this by no means indicates 
a wide exit of floor plan lending that we've seen so far. But we are seeing a couple of banks kind of reassessing where their funds are going. You know, we know all, everything that happened after Silicon Valley Bank collapse is really put you know some pressure on banks especially regional banks but banks in general to just be you know very careful about how they are using their funds so that it seems like this are internal decisions just based on prioritizing their funds and less of an industry wide you know pull out of floor plan but capital one and fifth third both made the decision to exit floor plan lending within recent months and they are basically let their clients know they're no longer going to be adding to that side of the business. And that will obviously mean any dealers that had a floor plan line of credit with either of those banks will have to look elsewhere. Um, there are you know, plenty of other lenders out there, so it doesn't seem to indicate any huge crisis as far as them finding other providers. But it is something that they will need to do and find um, now that th these two banks are pulling out of that side of the business. So that's kind of what's going on there. Um, it is part of a larger kind of pullback in auto lending specifically for banks just because they are prioritizing product lines that have higher returns, greater profitability. You know, there's been quite a quite a bit of change with interest rates going up, credit unions kind of being very competitive in the space, captives still being very competitive, um, you know, in vehicle financing as well. So banks have a little bit more competition there and they're just reassessing again where their funds are being used and where they're investing, you know, their deposits and other funds. So floor plan for these two banks seem you know, they just made the decision that that wasn't where they needed to put their resources from what we can tell. Um, so they are exiting, you know, those businesses and winding down. Capital One will be winding down that work later this year. And Fifth Third is also in the process of kind of winding down, you know, that side of their business. That's what's happening. Right. And this isn't the first time we've seen banks reprioritize where reprioritize yield, really. Um, we saw banks um probably over the last year, really pulled back on auto lending. Origination volume has been down. Auto books have been shrinking. Um, so this is just another example of banks, again, prioritizing where their yields and where they can get the strongest yields. Um, deal independent dealers are also seeing their margins compressed amid rising interest rates and higher average used vehicle prices. Riley uh, has the details. Yeah, so independent dealers are, really all dealerships, are facing um, multiple headwinds at the same time current, uh, amid this current market. They're facing rising interest rates, causing um, floor plan costs to go up. Um, they are um, experiencing low used inventory out there. And then also the used inventory that is available is also higher than normal. And then inflation is causing operation costs to increase. So do independent dealers specifically are having to adjust some of their operations to um, adjust or to uh, improve margins um, amid this current market. Um, many dealers who are having difficulties and trying to source inventory, they're thinking of more ways to go outside of their market. They're buying digitally. They're buying physically. They're sourcing a lot more of their inventory directly from the consumer. Um, and then dealers who are facing higher costs, they are also looking to um, adjust advertising and cut back a little bit there um, so they can save some money in that area. And many dealers are also looking to 
Um, control the controllables is what Jeff Widholm told me when I spoke with him last week. Um, Jeff is the managing director of floor plan financing at First Business Bank. Um, he also told us that amid these uh, market conditions, he's hearing anecdotally that dealers who haven't been able to adjust their business model are having to cut back or even shut their doors until the economy improves. Um, Widholm did say, though, that compared to 2008, we're not close. Dealers aren't facing what they had to in 2008 and that he, he thinks dealers have some positivity to still look forward to. Right. And this is definitely something we're continuing to pursue. So as we have more information on what's going on with independence in the largest states, um, California and Florida specifically, um, we'll have more there. That about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.